everybody, it's Kyle coming at you live while sitting in my vehicle at a kid's doctor's appointment. Yes, how exciting. Um, let's see what is going on this week in the world of coronavirus. <laughs> well, uh, you know, a lot of places have reopened stuff. And I know uh, here where I live, they've reopened partially for a lot of places. Um, I know that I got to go to a record store last week, which was super crazy, exciting and happy for me. Um, but it was interesting. I mean, everybody working there had on masks and gloves and stuff like that. And uh, I did not have either on, but they only allowed so many people in at a time. And as I went through records and was picking through them and stuff, I was putting some hand sanitizer on every so often just to kind of, you know, keep it clean. Um, but I did come across like five different records that I bought, um, you know, and so that was pretty exciting. I'll talk about that later. Um, but, you know, it seemed like an OK experience to me. Didn't have any issues, didn't have any problems with anyone else in there. It went well. Uh, in addition to that, I was able to go to our favorite local haunt with my wife uh, to grab just a quick bite and some cocktails. And it was a very similar situation there. Like, you know, people that were working there had on masks and stuff like that. And they had people separated. Like uh, we sat at a table and there were tables in between us and the next uh, that were empty and I noticed at the bar area, same thing. They had empty spots, you know, a few in between each open spot. And so people are, you know, they're being careful and they're taking precautions. And it seems pretty legit to me. I, I don't know how safe it is. I mean, how the hell do any of us really know anymore? Uh, it's hard to say. Um, I haven't seen too many things go up and spike yet, but it's still pretty early. I, I do know that the numbers still are kind of raising overall and we'll kind of have to see how that goes. So anyway, I guess that's not what's bugging me. I should get to what's bugging me. Um, I'll tell you what's bugging me. What's really, really, really bugging me is, and this is weird for me to say as a white guy, <laughs> a middle-aged white guy in the Midwest, but man, I am so sick of white people freaking out over people that are different colors. Um, I mean, in different religions and stuff too, but definitely different colored skin. Um, it's incredible to me that we are in 2020. We're still dealing with this shit. Uh, I watched uh, uh, an internet video last night and it was a delivery guy, uh, a black delivery guy um, who's, I think he was delivering furniture or something. I don't know, but it was a gated community and he was given the code by the homeowner to bring in the delivery truck and deliver the product. And then he was back in his vehicle, getting ready to leave. He had an assistant with him, someone who was helping him unload and deliver. And, um, they were two black men. And when he got back in his vehicle to leave some white guy who lived in this same gated community pulled up his, his, uh, little Subaru out back and was blocking this guy's truck. 
So the guy couldn't leave and was looking into why he was leaving. Where was he going? Asking him all these questions. And the guy's like, I don't have to tell you shit. Uh, I don't have to tell you where I'm going. And maybe, you know, but can you imagine the frustration? Can you even imagine the frustration? You're doing your job. You're doing what you're paid for. And this fucking turd is blocking you from doing your job, continuing to do your job, because of the color of your fucking skin. I mean, you're sitting in a delivery truck. What does he think? that you? This is some grand scheme that you've dreamed up and have a fake delivery truck and stuff to go steal stuff from people's houses in a gated community? What the fuck? I mean, what is wrong with this guy? Does his brain just not work right? And it was interesting because he's like, who, the guy's like, who are you? And he said back to the, the white guy, who are you? And the guy said, oh, well, no, it is my business. I am the president of the Homeowners Association. Woo! President of the Homeowners Association. Oh, gosh. Well, we should throw you a parade. Boing! Big deal. Who cares? I don't know, man. It was just bizarre. And to listen to the way that this guy talked to this guy who's just doing his job, and then another white guy from the gated community comes up and starts giving this guy the business also, it was insane. And I will tell you that it shook this poor man who was working to the point where he was almost in tears at the end of the video. And I just felt so horrible for him and so sorry. And I wish I would have been there, man, because I would have fucked those guys up, man. Seriously, they would have been the ones crying, leaving because I would have made them feel like dirt because that is horrible to treat somebody like that is wrong based on the color of their skin. I mean, Jesus, people, when are you going to figure it out? We're all physiologically and anatomically the same, okay? There's no races. There's the human race. And within the human race, there are different skin tones or different amounts of melanin in our skin. That is it. We're all the same. We're human beings. We're the human race. Anyway, that was just really disturbing. Uh, I'll see if I can find a link to it and put it in, in the notes, but it just was just shocking and very upsetting. And I'm frankly, you know, I, I commented uh, underneath the video and I just said, man, I am so sorry. Uh, you know, as a, as a middle-aged white guy, I apologize. Um, and I, granted, I had nothing to do with it at all. But when shit like this happens or when you see um, the cops have an unarmed black man down on his knees on a corner and they're all pulled up with a bunch of cars and their guns drawn on him and aimed at him, you know, or when quite simply when these cops are killing these young black men or unarmed, you know. Or you see uh, armed citizens, white citizens, killing black men that are jogging. You know, when I see that shit and hear that shit, I mean, I just feel like dirt for a few days. Uh, when I see a black person, I just want to apologize because it's ridiculous. Now, look, I mean, I know that there are 
people out there that are not doing good, that are in situations, and they maybe they're not necessarily great people that get in situations where uh, the police are there, you know, but that's, even still, there's no reason to be drawn. You only draw your gun when you're planning on using it. It's that simple. I've never even been to police academy. I've never carried a weapon like that, but I fucking know that. You do not pull your weapon and aim it at someone unless you mean to shoot them. End of story. And if you're that scared of brown people, you have a problem. You know, you need to check yourself out, go get some help, get it figured out, and maybe or maybe not you can return to that position. It is just bizarre to me. I do understand that, you know, when police shoot, they shoot to kill, um, which... It's kind of unfortunate. I mean, I would think that we would be able to train to take someone down, you know, by shooting them in the leg or in the knee or something like that. Um, but <clears throat> typically, I know they shoot to kill. Um, so that's unfortunate. So when you're pulling your weapon, you're going to kill somebody. That's basically what you're doing. And if you're not planning on killing somebody, you don't need to be pulling your weapon. And certainly, if there's 20 people there, not all of you have to be pulling your weapon. <laughs> I, I really don't understand it. I, I just, I think it's got to stop. And I don't know what it is that these folks think that they're doing. Uh, other than setting us so far back and embarrassing the living shit out of a bunch of white people and themselves. And scaring the shit out of a bunch of black people. Making them think we're all crazy and we all want to shoot them or we all suspect them all the time of things. I can tell you I've seen plenty of crackers around me in my life that are way creepier and scarier than any black folks. So I, I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. And I, it's got to stop. And if you recognize that behavior in someone that you love or someone that you know, or even in yourself, man, check yourself. You know, call call out your friend or your neighbor or your family member for acting like that. Fuck that shit, man. And you know, I've said racist things in my life and I, I've said sexist things in my life and I apologize profusely. I'm not perfect, but I've learned, right? So you can learn. You can learn to be a better person, man. And this shit has got to stop. And I will tell you that if I came upon a situation like that, I would say something. And you should say something, too. I mean, obviously, be careful around the police because they may shoot you. Um, but if you see something like that guy that was delivering, doing his job, and someone harassing him because he's black, say something. You know, if he's calling the police, then you call the police, too, and say, you know what? This guy's bothering this delivery driver. You know? Uh, to me, that guy should have been in trouble for wasting the fucking police's time and, and from wasting the time uh, of the guy that's they're doing a job and has another job to go to and more deliveries to make. You know, making him feel bad because of his skin tone. Fuck you. I feel bad because of my skin tone because of the way you behaved. And I don't like that feeling. No one should be made to feel bad about anything like that at all because it's ridiculous. The only reason you have to feel bad or whatever is because of your own behaviors. 
That's the only reason, you know, that someone should make you feel bad, too, if you've done something wrong. But delivering furniture and doing your job and getting ready to go do more hard work during the day is not doing something wrong. <sighs> anyway. Uh, so that's what's bugging me, man. I'm tired of seeing those videos. I, maybe I just got to quit watching them. But I guess if... I guess avoiding it because you don't want to feel bad is kind of stupid, too. So uh, we're going to throw it to the ad here and be right back after that with some things that I'm into right now. Hey, Kyle. Okay, so I'm back. Uh, as you can hear, even though I'm sitting still, uh, there's a lot of cars driving by, so bear with me on that. Sorry. I just haven't had time to record at home. Um, what am I into right now? Well, you know, uh, as far as watching things, I mean, there's not a whole lot that I'm really like diehard about watching right now. You know, I've talked so much about Schitt's Creek. We're still watching that. Uh, we are watching Year of the Rabbit. I uh, need to get on some more episodes of that. Uh, I need to kind of find something to watch. I haven't watched the third episode of that uh, Disney series, Behind the Scenes or the Making of Mandalorian deal. I need, I need to watch that as well. Uh, it's really been really good so far. But, uh, yeah, I haven't really found a whole lot to watch. We did watch uh, Naked Gun with the kids last night, the first one. They weren't too impressed. <laughs> I, on the other hand, was laughing so hard I was crying. <laughs> so maybe it's not, it doesn't translate very well to modern times. I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, hey, lesson learned. Uh, my son was laughing at some of the stuff towards the end. He, he thought that was pretty hilarious. So, um, but man, there's a scene in there where he, he breaks into the bad guys. Ricardo Montalban is bad guy in it. And Leslie Nielsen, of course, is the detective. And he breaks into Ricardo Montalban's office or whatever, and just causes this giant mess. And there's this whole sequence of events that happens that is just one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, man. I mean, I was laughing so hard I was in tears. And then I rewound it because my wife wasn't in there when it was going on and, and watched it with her again. And I was still laughing so hard I was crying. And it's just ridiculous, absurd, Benny Hill-type humor. But uh, I don't know. It was welcome. Last night, I was enjoying it. Uh, let's see. What am I listening to? Well, like I said, I did go to the record store uh, last Friday. I ended up picking up five albums for 30 bucks. So that's not too bad, about six bucks each. They're all used. Um, and, you know, it kind of started out a little differently. I found a couple records I was interested in. Uh, Foreigner 4. I'm not a big Foreigner fan, but that's a pretty good record. And, oh, Scandal, the EP by Scandal, which has Goodbye to You on it. Found those two in pretty good condition. They were only like three bucks each. So I was really pretty excited with those two. And then I was looking around. I found Curtis Blow's Kingdom Blow, but it was scratched to hell, man. There was no way that thing was going to work real good, which was a bummer because I was really excited when I came across it. Um, so I was just going to get those two $3 records and then get a new record because a new record's around 20 bucks usually. I was going to try to stick around 30 bucks. Um, so I had that all lined up and then I walked up front to do that and I noticed they had all their new arrivals up front. I hadn't looked through all those yet. So I started looking through those. I came upon 
Whiplash Smile, which is my favorite Billy Idol record. Um, and then I came across Terrence Trent Darby, Introducing the Hard Line, according to Terrence Trent Darby. Love that album. I love Terrence Trent Darby. Don't know if you remember him. I, I'll say the song everybody knows, Wishing Well. Um, that was a huge tune for him. But he was kind of, they didn't really know how to market him back in the day. So they they tried the whole, he, oh, he dances and sounds better than Michael Jackson. And he kind of is reminiscent of Prince. You know, I, of course, comparing him to black people because he's black. <laughs> but regardless, uh, he does kind of sound like Michael Jackson. I don't think he dances better. Um, and he probably doesn't, and maybe he sounds better. He's probably got a little bit more range in his voice, but I love that first album. And I do love the next album after that too. I can't remember the name of it, but I'll I'll find it at some point. And so, yeah, I've had a lot of fun listening to that one. Um, and then the last one I found is Houdini, a Houdini album, which has one love on it. I love, uh, one love. I love Houdini, man. They're, they're kind of one of the first rap groups, man. This particular album, I think, is from 86. But uh, I think they were there at the very beginning. Anyway, they were there definitely between like 83 is roughly, I think, when they started. But Freaks Come Out at Night is a huge one. Friends, uh, Big Mouth. Those are all huge songs by that group. And I, I love Houdini back in the day. Pretty exciting. But it is kind of funny. If you look at the album cover, first of all, it was owned by some teenage girl. And she, like, colored in all the writing, all the text on the front of the album, which is funny. But um, if you flip it over and look at the back, or even the album cover, boy, you can just look at the album cover and see how rap has changed. <laughs> I mean, these look like clean-cut All-American boys <laughs> back, in the, back in the day. And nowadays, I mean, rappers just, they look different, man. Uh, there's very few. And I know you can't judge a book by its cover, but it's kind of hilarious to look at uh, the scene in 1986 and then think about 2020. Things have definitely changed. Um, but anyway, so those are the five records I got. I'll put up, I've got some pictures of the record covers and some of the internals, uh, the, the liner notes and stuff that are in there that are kind of fun. So I'll put that up for you to take a look at too. Um, the other thing that happened with listening to stuff, stuff I'm listening to right now. Well, first of all, run the jewels four is coming out in early June. And I, I have told the wife, that's what I want for father's day. Uh, the vinyl edition of that. I love run the jewels, man. I'm hoping they're on tour again. I get to see them again, but I love that. Those guys are amazing. So I would love to get the other three albums before this as well, but I'll be very happy to get the fourth one, hopefully for Father's Day. Um, but anyway, uh, other than that, I did get a new needle for my Sony turntable. I've had this turntable for over 20 years, and it played pretty good. But I did order a new needle off of LPGear.com. And I got to tell you, I upgraded the needle quality a little bit. Uh, I think it was like 32 bucks or something, and plus shipping. So it was about 41 bucks, I think, for the needle. Um, but I will tell you, holy shit. It's like day and night. I can hear the crispness and the clearness with the new needle is drastically better. I, I, I'm floored at how good it sounds. I mean, I put it on that Terrence Trent Darby record and started playing, and I was like, holy crap, because I'd already listened to it on what I assumed was a better turntable. Um 
And I put that in our kitchen now. Because we like to listen to music when we're cooking and, and stuff like that. But I listened to that album on there. And then I had it down on the Sony. And I had listened to a little bit of it on there as well. Popped this new needle on as soon as I got it. Started listening to the record again. And holy crap. It's so far superior. It's amazing to me. So <clears throat> kind of breathe new life into that Sony turntable. I'm really hoping to find a new, uh, the head unit thing for it that the needle, you know, the cartridge goes into because the arm, the lift arm on it is gone. Um, so I need a new one of that. It's just plastic and it broke off somewhere. And I'd also like to find a new dust cover for the turntable itself. So I'll be looking for that for a while. Um, not everybody's selling, you know, Sony PS dash LX 120 turntable lids and, and <laughs> the head unit things for those anymore. So, uh, I'll look around, I'll find it. I'll come across it somewhere. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, if you have an old turntable and you're questioning it, but it still works, I mean, you turn it and you see it rotating at normal speeds and all that stuff, consider a new needle or a new cartridge they're relatively reasonable nowadays and holy cow makes a huge difference so pretty excited about that um let's see and usually i talk about what i'm reading I mean, i'm not reading shit guys i was listening to an audiobook the wanderers um, by chuck wendig and it's pretty good uh, i've definitely enjoyed it it's kind of about a pandemic and apocalypse and all that shit that we're kind of going through but it was still very interesting um but I had to return it. So, yeah, I, when you go through the public library, you have to return it when you return it. And then you can put it on hold again to get it to finish it up later. But that's kind of a bummer. But, uh, but yeah, it's really good. If you get a chance, listen to that one. I know there's a new Happen Leonard book coming as well by Joe Lansdale. I've seen that out there on Kindle. Um, and uh, there's a few things that I would like to read. I just, it seems like I'm really busy, but at the same time, like, I feel like I'm mostly just tired and stuff because this is just draining what's going on and having to stay home. I may have to go in and shoot some stuff again, either tomorrow um, or Friday. So we'll see on that. Uh, I'm more than happy to do that. doesn't bother me at all. It'll be weird to go back to work regularly, though. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it, but we'll see. I may regret that later. <laughs> But that's about it, guys. I mean, not much else going on. Again, I'd really love to uh, to uh, have anybody on if you're interested in being on or if you just, you know, anything like that. I'd love to do that. I know I've talked to Keith Beard about that, and I'm going to try and get him on um, here soon. But, yeah. So reach out, you know. And, again, if you guys are going through anything, you're having problems, please reach out to somebody and talk with them about it. Or if you know somebody that's having issues, Right now, please reach out and discuss that with them um, and try and help them out because it is a weird time still. And it's going to be for a while. It, it takes a while to do the things that they're trying to do and develop a vaccine for something like this. So uh, keep that in mind and, and be available for your friends and your family and for yourself. And go get help if you need it or go get help for your friends and family if they need it. Uh, but that's it. And again, I told you guys you can reach out to me. Um, and email me or whatever you need to do, but, uh, take care of yourselves. It's, it's a weird world out there right now. Um, that's about all I got. 
So you guys take it easy. I will catch you guys next week. Uh, but other than that, just get off my lawn already.